were on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Into the They Were On A Break podcast. We are on season one, episode 17, the one where the two parts, part two, where Katie and Chloe were the gal pals that are breaking down friends. I've had coffee today, guys. So she's on. She's on. She's on. (laughs) She's fired up. At first when you said she's ready, I thought you were talking about me. And I was like, I'm ready for you drinking coffee? (laughs) No. Like, Uh, she's on guard, guys. In third person. I constantly talk about myself in third person. (laughs) People are like, you okay? I thought you were saying, I've had coffee. So, (laughs) Chloe, you're on. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me just start talking. Uh, Hello. No, I meant I am (laughs) absolutely. I I paused because I was going to, like, try to make a pun. Like, I was going to say, like, I am on, like, the on-air sign. And I was like, that's so stupid that I'm not saying it. So that's why there was dead silence, because I said my own terrible joke. And then I was like, mm-hmm, we're head. not going to say a thing. So then you thought, oh, she's throwing it to me. Nope, just yeah, I was like, absolutely oh. buzzing inside from coffee. So I was like, Ooh. what a great way to put me on the spot. All right, uh, friends. <laughs> I wouldn't do you like that. You, you, I wouldn't do you like that. But, you know, sometimes I'm awkward. So, hi, hello. Welcome into the show, ladies and gents. Oh, my God. Katie, how are you aside from hyped up? I mean, my insides are buzzing. So, that's fun. Also, a random thing that I, because I was watching these last night and I wanted to ask you about them. How do you feel? about ASMR videos. And have we talked about this on the show yet? I don't. Because I don't want to repeat myself. I feel like we may have. I think. But I probably was talking about the mukbangs. We did. (laughs) Because I also watched those. We talked about that a little bit. I found this girl who, and she's like absolutely adorable, and she had on these cloud earrings that I need to find and buy. Mm -hmm. But she does these ASMRs where it's like she's doing your makeup, and she makes these noises where it's like, and at first, I was like, this is really strange. I don't understand. And then I, I, as I was watching it, I was like, I'm so zoned out and sleepy right now. Like, what is happening? And she edits it to where, like, when she's like, and now I'm going to stroke your hair. There's hair sounds. Uh-huh. So she, like, records. And then I was, like, appreciating the editing of this. I was like, this is a well-done <laughs> job. But it, like, is so soothing. But it's so weird. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I feel it's like almost like a guilty pleasure at this point because I'm like this is weird, but I really love watching this. Okay, the the ASMR like whispering thing reminds mm-hmm. me of this terrible thing that I do. Like, <laughs> okay, so oh god, I have nowhere, no idea where this is going, and I'm stoked. Amazing and terrible. I I goof around a hundred percent. If you're dating me, I I. <laughs> I have a lot of bits that I'll do with my boyfriend, and one of them that I... Are you about to tell me that you're, like, writing him, and you just are, like... No, 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 no. Something I haven't done in a while is I would, like... I would pretend that I was going to whisper, like, something sexy into his ear, and then I'd just... And then I'd just be, like, I'm going to shit my pants right now, baby. (laughs) Like, just, like, disgusting things, but you whisper it into their ears seductively, where you're, like... Ooh, I got diarrhea at Johnny's Pizza three years ago, baby. It was 
everywhere. Like, that's <laughs> kind of ASMR. Does he ever get confused and then get an erection because it's sexy, <laughs> but it isn't because absolutely you're talking about dropping? Not. <laughs> absolutely not. I thought you were going to say absolutely, and I was going to be like, good on I you. I wish the tone of my voice in itself was that hot, but no. <laughs> Guess a steamy hot shit even in a sexy voice isn't sexy. I'm not doing this like when we're making out or something. This is like... Oh, See, I've always wanted to be just so annoying in bed. And it's happened before where, like, I've been so stoned that we'll be, like, making out and stuff. And I'm just fucking talking about shit. And they're like, okay, can you stop, like, talking about different types of mushrooms? Like, we're, you know, (laughs) we're in the throes of sexy time. And I'm just like, isn't it wild that somebody had to figure out the different types of mushrooms as he's, like, kissing my body all the way down? You're like, ooh, baby, a mushroom is technically a fungus, and it it sprouts from the ground. (laughs) I had one guy, uh, I literally could not, so there was this bar one time that I went to, and it has, Mm -hmm. like, these fish on the walls. Like, they've painted fish on the walls, and I got drunk and became obsessed with the fish on the walls. I thought you were going to say I became a fish lady for some reason. <laughs> and then I grew gills. I became a fish myself. Aquamarine. I, we were cuddling and I could not stop talking about the fish. And this man fell asleep mid fish sentence. We didn't even have sex <laughs> because he fell asleep while I was talking about the fish. I talked about them all night long. So... Dating me is really fun. All night <laughs> Dating you is fun. All night. All night. All night. Maybe I'll have that song stuck in my head instead of the In a New York Minute. Yes. From this episode. Oh my God. Which. I have to say, well, I mean, how are you? I can't just talk about me and then just jump into the episode. I <laughs> I was well, about to jump into the episode. Now that I've ranted for 20 minutes about nothing, why don't we jump in? No, no. Dude, hey, how are you? <laughs> I am feeling good. I am biking nine miles a day for my job. That's I'm feeling too much. fucking fit. Uh, I had... What started as a very depressing 4th of July, but then ended up turning mm. into a great 4th of July. Um, oh, fun. Okay. Love to hear it. I I still don't know too many people out here in Chicago yet, so I'm right. not going to lie. I worked in the morning, and then after work, I was like, I should do something, but I was pretty bummed. Like, I was like, I don't have, like, a solid... I feel like 4th of July is one of those... Uh, holidays where like everyone wants to be with like their largest group of friends and like it just seems very like exclusive to me and so I was like no I get it it's not like a day where you're like you hang out with someone for the first time so I was like Mm -hmm. "Ah, okay like I don't have anyone to hang out with like I'm a loser and then I was like right that loneliness feeling Mm -hmm. and then I was like you know what this is not going to be the fourth of July that I spend alone in my apartment with my cat this is going to be the 4th of July where I cross something off my bucket list. So I went down to the beach Ooh. and I swam in Lake Michigan for the first time, which I've been wanting to do since I moved. And I oh talked to strangers on the beach and made friends and uh, it was great. So it turned out it turned out Holy wonderful. fuck, look at you. I could never. 
I could never go and make friends with the strangers at the beach. I mean, it sounds scary. I'm sure I'm sure I could. But like, <laughs> did they approach you? Did you approach them? How does one make adults as a friend? I'm sorry, I said that backwards. <laughs> How does one make a friend as an adult? <laughs> uh, well, there's a few different ways I've been doing it. I've been uh, doing Bumble BFF and like okay, Facebook yes. groups and stuff. That That's been really helpful. And then, okay. like, I'll just randomly, like, I'll go places alone and I'll, like, talk to people. So I'll, like, talk to the bartenders at, like, a restaurant. I'll talk to, like, people I'm sitting next to who are also sitting alone at the bar. Um, Love it. In this case, uh, someone approached me on the beach and was like, come hang out with our group. And I was like, okay. And so, like, I came and That's the sweetest. I would start weeping. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> it was very <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so slowly but surely we're making, we're making some... Did you watch any fire, see any fireworks? Okay, here's what I was annoyed about. I, I stayed, like, at the lakefront because I heard that there was going to be fireworks visible from the lakefront. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I went there and I was waiting there for, like, fireworks for an hour because I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. if I walk back to my apartment that's 20 minutes away, like, I'm not going to walk back. So I might as well just stay here. And then uh, 9.30, the time the fireworks was supposed to come, like, come on, came and went, and there were no fireworks. So we didn't see those. But on the lakefront, there was a bunch of people just setting off their own fireworks. So I got like, yes. <laughs> I got, like a, a personal bunch, show. Yeah, I got private shows from like a bunch of random ass people <laughs> who were also just sitting there waiting. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I did, in fact, see fireworks. Did you see fireworks That's good. this year? I, I did. I'm normally in North Carolina because that's where my parents live. And normally we all go to North Carolina. Um, but uh, my sister and my brother's wife are both pregnant. So no traveling right now. Uh, and so we were in L.A. for the 4th, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to – hung out with fam. And I went to Amy's. And on my way home, I was on the freeway. And we went – and like watched fireworks like near where she lives Uh and then on my way back over the freeway like i was the firework like they were (laughs) launching the fireworks over the freeway as i'm like driving through it it was the coolest and most wild thing and everybody on the freeway was going like way slower because we're all just like i mean from every single direction Uh it was like it was like um the the ride at Disneyland, um, soaring over the world yeah. when at the end when all the fireworks are happening. <laughs> it felt like I was in the dome when all the fireworks oh, were that's happening. Sick. It was so crazy. I was amazed. It, and I was like, is my car gonna get burned? Like, oh my god, these are like in front <laughs> of my car on the freeway. Like this is insane. And it was just like there were so many fireworks that it was smoky. Mm-hmm. When like I would see the freeway where there were light posts and there was lights shining, it was just like smoke. That's how many fireworks were going off. And Dude, I mean, that's so I cool. see fireworks in North Carolina because we would shoot them off and people around the lake would shoot them off. Mm-hmm. But there was something so different about seeing these L.A. fireworks just fucking go insane. It was wild. It was so cool. Uh, and Amy made some absolutely amazing barbecue chicken sandwiches in a crock pot. Oof, that sounds good. It was the juiciest, best thing that I oh got in in those uh, those Hawaiian rolls that are really soft. Oh, and, I'm and, tasting and, this oh. as you're describing. Oh my it. god, so it was hungry. so good! It was so good. Um, so I had a great fourth. It was nice, Yay. and I, I my mind is still so blown over those fireworks. But I have to say, there's something about fireworks 
that makes me feel like sad and alone. Like fireworks always make me cry, like no matter how happy I am, mm-hmm. because there's something about them that's like I'm supposed to be sharing them with someone. And I'm totally chill with being alone. Uh-huh. Like I have no issue. Like I love my alone time. I'm absolutely vibing. But there's just like something about them where it's like, I don't know. I'm supposed to be like with somebody as I'm watching them. Yeah. I, feel I don't like know. I know what you're describing. And like I felt it too where like, do you ever just feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start <laughs> again? because baby you're a firework i fucking thought (laughs) i was like oh my god she's about to fucking get so real and i love this for our show (laughs) and it was even better than i was expecting and instead i went into 2009 Katy perry (laughs) because i was sitting here like what is she going to say? Oh, my God. I mean, like, yes. I fucking feel like that. Uh, oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. But maybe that's what she's describing, you know? <laughs> maybe that's uh, how she feels when she sees fireworks. I hope people understood what the fuck just happened because that song has not been popular in, like, ten years. No, I think, I mean, based on what I've seen from our age group of who's listening, it's all people our age, so I'm Good. assuming that they are going to get it. And also, thanks, guys, for listening to our show. We appreciate it. Thank it you. so sweet love it tell your friends we about our friends show you know um but yeah i yeah something about fireworks makes me sad and i will always cry at disneyland fireworks just because they're so magical mm-hmm. there was one amy always reminds me of the time she's like do you remember when we went to disneyland and you were eating dinner but sobbing because you were so thankful to be at disneyland and watching the fireworks it's like, <laughs> yes I think we were at Disney World and like at the shows that we would see at the end of the night I was always just like sobbing because I was like so thankful to be at Disneyland and so happy to be seeing the shows I was just sobbing and everything life-changing life-changing it just really is um but yeah let's talk about this friends episode that I I enjoyed I don't really watch these two episodes a Mm -hmm. lot because the the one with two parts uh, title throws me off. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed this part two. I do gotta say. Oh, part two was so much better than part one. I am. Absolute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they really could have, and like we said last time, they could have just made these into one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Really could have. I don't understand why it was two parts, but it could have been one. But whatever. <laughs> but as we'll dissect it as part two. <laughs> uh, the second part it uh, came out on the same night as the first uh, half, so February twenty third. Oh, really? It was a double night. It was. It was a. It was then a why? double feature. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is frustrating news to find out. <laughs> why on earth would it be two parts? Maybe that night they like the what were they on NBC, ABC, NBC, NBC. Maybe they needed to like fill that time slot for some reason, so they had them do it. Could that be a thing? Yeah, there's, like, a lot of different reasons why a network would, like, let you do two parts. Either, like, if you wrote a... Let's say you wrote an episode that was just so long that you were like, can we do a double feature? Sometimes they would let you do that. Or, more likely, uh, they are psych... Like, more likely there's, like, some kind of event going on that fucked up their schedule that they then need to, like, make up for. So whether it's, like, a sporting event that threw off the schedule and had things air like in a different order 
mm-hmm. or kind of what you're describing where they're like, you guys get a double feature because we need to fill some random ass time. Maybe they canceled the show or something like that. So so they stretched out a storyline that maybe didn't need to be because they were told to is what I'm mm-hmm. getting at here. Or okay. like, or the sense. air schedule could be weird and they could be like, we're airing two episodes of yours on one night. And then the writers will probably say, oh, let's make that just a two part episode then and write it as such. Got it. Because what's different between this two parts and Barbados is like Barbados is in one like yes. it's called part one and part two but it is it's like a 45 minute episode yeah. on when I watch it here but like this one is split into two so I just I don't understand that probably means that when Barbados uh premiered it was like it premiered all in one night as like instead of being uh like a half an hour which with commercials is like 20 minutes uh, then mm-hmm. it premiered as like an hour long block, which with commercials is like 40 minutes. Got it. Uh, but yeah. then a lot of times when they move that over to streaming, they like the streaming services will be like, OK, do we want to like include this as like the block of it or do we want to separate it into two parts? Because when a show goes into syndication, uh, which is like doing reruns and stuff, they have to mm-hmm. then separate those uh, those like plus like plus sized episodes into two different parts i'm dead over plus sized episodes <laughs> not plus sized full figured <laughs> <laughs> these full figured <laughs> voluptuous juicy episodes which i have to say because when you came over we watched a little bit of america's next top model and the season i was watching was a season that you rewatch a lot and the girl who won was one of the quote-unquote full-figured models. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because when she won, like, Tyra explained that to her. Like, that was the first thing she said. She was like, oh, and by the way, the real term to call you is, and she's, like, trying to be excited that she just won America's Next Top Model, and here she is talking about her size again, which... She's so, she's not, like, which I know modeling times were different and, like, whatever, but, uh, what a time, what was her name? Whitney. Whitney. Shout out to season 10 of America's Next Top Model, uh, Whitney. These seasons are absolutely cringe to watch now because they are so problematic in so many different ways where I'm just like, how, how, no, oh my god. Tyra Banks is insane. Uh, oh my gosh! We could talk about forever, but we really should right, get right. into Sorry. this. <laughs> Back to Friends. Sorry, I uh, I got off off topic there. Here we go. Back uh, to Friends. Also uh, written by Marta Kaufman and David Crane, and directed by Michael Lembeck, just like the first part of the episode. Um, we are opening in the emergency room with Rachel and Monica rushing in because if you guys remember, at the end of part one, Rachel fell off the balcony, taking down the Christmas yep. lights. Uh, yep. And she, like, twisted her ankle or, like, fucked it up, and now they have to go uh, to the emergency room. And she has no insurance, mm-hmm. so she asks no. Monica if she can use hers. Also, why didn't Rachel know that hospitals are expensive? Like, doesn't isn't that just, like, a thing, like, we know? Like, if you don't have health insurance, it's going to be expensive? Is she that much in a bubble? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, she did grow up pretty rich, I guess, so... But you still know. Like, don't you still have, like, I don't know. But anyway. True. I was more like, that's pretty bold of her to ask to use Monica's insurance. Well, Monica's right. That's insurance fraud. 
Well, and another thing, how it's just unlike Monica to say yes to that. Like, uh, and because uh, Rachel kind of like manipulated her in a way when she was like, fine, well, then we'll just go home. And she's like limping and whatever. And then Monica's like, no, okay, fine, we'll do it. But it's like, I mean, no. <laughs> I am on Monica's side 100% in this episode. No offense yeah. to my friends, but I would not let you use my insurance because I am a baby and I mm-hmm. don't recall ever purposefully breaking the law before and I would not. yeah no I am not about to do that <laughs> I would be so stressed I would be at, it would not be, be not be worth it I'm, I'll just I'll wrap your foot and we'll be fine but also like don't you go to urgent care for that and wouldn't that be cheaper I've never broken or sprained anything I don't know um I think it depends I think they're kind of using urgent care and like ER kind of interchangeably in this episode so okay. we gotta, we gotta let it slide, I guess. Um, <laughs> Me really trying to get to the bottom of it all the time. <laughs> uh, in the next scene, uh, they're at the the coffee shop, and Ross is talking about how he had a dream that he was playing football with his son. Literally, football with his son. His son was the football. <laughs> Joey's reaction to this entire scenario was wildly entertaining. <laughs> Just the way that he made jokes about it the whole time and seemed to care more about the football game than what Ross was scared about was cracking me up. Mm-hmm. Like, also, did you notice Ross's tie? I did not, but describe his the tie. His tie was, so imagine as many patterns as you can think of, almost quilted in like a Tetris-type way, but then a very small sliver on one side of it was just silver and then on the other side just so many patterns and I'm really confused <laughs> but it was a bold choice and I'm guessing it was one of those like big honkin uh 1990s it was a pattern. thinner one oh, it wasn't okay. as thick as you would imagine but you know his huge jacket was of course making up for a thick <laughs> tie so you know we had that but that was something that I noticed of course Ross is definitely not the best dressed of the friends especially in this season I will never mm-hmm. forget the denim shirt that he wore a tie with. It haunts my dreams. I can see it when I close my eyes. I will never get over it. <laughs> PTSD over the denim and the tie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Joey is talking about how he is planning on taking Ursula to the Rainbow Room for her birthday forgetting that it's also Phoebe's birthday. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to miss Phoebe's birthday. I feel like the normal protocol for this would be to bring Ursula to like the already planned birthday well, dinner. But they don't for get Phoebe. along. I know if they, you know, you know, right. But also I like that, I like that Chandler brings up. Well, true. But I like that Chandler brings up like, but what about your friend, Phoebe? Like, because he's just only thinking about Ursula. Yeah. Which, like, that would bother me a lot as Phoebe. Like, my birthday, I'm not, like, I'm not crazy about my birthday, but I am, like, you gotta show up. Like, he's one of her best friends. Yeah. Fuck this new girl that you've had sex with a few times. And they've only been dating for, like, two weeks or something. Like. Right. Like, priorities, man. Come on. Like, if uh, no offense, but if I was dating for, like, someone for two weeks, 
I feel like the ball would be in their court to like decide if they wanted me to do something for their birthday. Cause I would assume at this point that they like would have plans already established with their friends or something. So I'd right. be like, let's exactly. see if they invite me to their birthday, I'll come. If not have fun with your friends. Like exactly. That's the, I agree. That's the two week dating commitment in mm-hmm, my opinion. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then of course, we have another scene back at the ER, and this is an introduction to the next crossover in this two-part episode. So we have, which I didn't know. It was it was a new. This was new information. Yeah, I didn't put this together. Like, oh shit, they did a crossover with Mad About You in the first, and now they're doing a crossover with the show ER. Although uh, the characters that George Clooney and um, what is his name, Noah Weil. Uh, play in this episode are not technically their ER characters, but um, aren't they just classified as quote unquote the hot doctors? Yes. Basically. Do they ever have names? They do actually. Um, okay. So when I saw this happen, essentially in this scene, uh, Rachel is like waiting for the doctor, and then who walks in but fucking George Clooney? And Mm -hmm. uh, Noah Weil. And the reason that this is a big deal is because at the time there was a show also on NBC called ER. Um, And I wrote some notes on ER just like I did about uh, Mad About You last time. But um, love it because I've never seen it. So just a refresher in case anyone was like me and didn't know what was happening. Uh, ER was a medical drama. It ran from 1994 to 2009. And holy cow. It's actually the second longest running uh, medical drama just behind uh, Grey's Anatomy. Because I think... I was going to say, is this like a Grey's Anatomy moment? Yeah. Because okay. Grey's Anatomy, I think, had is on like its 20th season or something crazy. And ER yeah. ran for like 15. Um, but in those first five seasons, George Clooney was a part of the cast. Um, and he was like a huge breakout star on that show. Um, his character was like this drunk pediatric surgeon he had like an on again off again uh like will they won't they romance with uh another doctor who was played by juliana margulies from the good wife um okay and then eventually george clooney left obviously to pursue his uh film career and uh i we never really heard from him again it's just it's a shame I, i wonder what happened to george clooney you know like no one's no one's ever talked about him again. I had to look him up. I was like, I don't really know who this guy is. I mean, he's hot, but like, I actually <laughs> interviewed him when I was on uh, hundred point three. The sound they sent me to the uh, Tomorrowland premiere, mm-hmm. and it was my first red carpet ever. I had never interviewed on the red carpet before. And it, we were at the very end because they throw radio stations at the fucking end of the red carpets. Yeah. Like, they don't matter. Absolute peasantry. Sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. And at the when they when we do the interviews, they they group you together. So there were like five of us all together at one. And we all fight with our mics to try to ask a question. And I was like, I'm never going to get <laughs> an interview with this. So I just didn't even try. So somebody else asked him a question and he walked away. And I, for some reason, just said his name. And I was like, hey, George. And he fucking turned around and he came back to me after I was told, like, you won't get a solo interview with him. The freshest face 
I have it was as if he had just stepped out of the best shower ever oh powdered God. but you couldn't tell he had on makeup but you knew that he had on makeup mm-hmm. he looked so damn good and I was like oh fuck well now I have to ask him questions and I asked him because I was on a radio show with my dad mm-hmm. and I my dad had these island questions and I was like I'm not gonna ask him a question about the movie he's sick of that so I asked him if he were d- stranded on an island mm-hmm. what candy bar he would take with him and he said like the hundred thousand dollar bar but he meant like the grand bar or something (laughs) a candy bar that I had never heard of in my life and then I said to him I was like you've lived in LA forever right and he was like yeah and I told him who my dad was because I was like let me just throw this in there to see if he and he was like oh my god Mark and Brian yes how did you turn out so normal when your dad is such a whatever and then (laughs) he shook my hand and wished me well and I died it was the best ever it was great and that's the story about the time that I interviewed George Clooney and and literally threw my dad's name in there just because I could (laughs) my dad for those of you who don't know my dad used to be on the radio in LA on Mark and Brian on KLOS um, so that's how I got my radio job. A little bit of nepotism, you know? Ooh, got to. to <laughs> got to. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the coolest moments of my radio career for real is when I interviewed George Clooney. And Dude, that's my George Clooney story. That's sick. I love that. Fuck. It was really fun. It was so cool. That's really cool. By the way, uh, they are doing construction on the unit right next to me uh i was gonna say is that spoons what's spoons up to (laughs) spoons is asleep if you guys hear any banging uh it's construction they love to wait until the most inconvenient times but uh, that's okay love it um so yeah in this episode they're actually not playing their actual er characters they're playing dr mitchell and dr rosen on this which why wouldn't they just make it the same names come on and this is like kind of a fun fact but it's not mind-blowing but uh george clooney's character on er was named dr ross which i think is very funny (laughs) i love it (laughs) um i think yeah i don't know why they didn't like just make them their regular characters i guess because were they like it's too much we're already doing the crossover with the (laughs) other show why would we do it in this one too I would, I, I wonder if it's like because Friends is an episodic show and ER is serialized where like the continuity matters. Like maybe they didn't want to like have any fans of ER be like, wait, this messes up the whole canon of ER. Because mm. like in that show, Dr. Ross is with Juliana Margulies and doing blah, blah, blah. Why is he all of a sudden with Rachel in this I show see. doing blah, blah, blah. So I guess that makes sense. I okay. would say that makes more sense. Even though I'm cro- I'm calling it a crossover, I think technically it could be more considered stunt casting, where okay. they basically just cast for the publicity of being like, "Look who's gonna be on the show!" Ta-da! <laughs> makes sense. But got it. They're the hot doctors, and uh, Rachel uh, has to pretend that she's Monica because she's using Monica's insurance. Monica has to pretend she's Rachel. And what a pickle. Rachel decides, even though that they are, even though they're living this double life, she decides to get them a date with the cute doctors. And that's the setup for that storyline, which. Yes. I agree. Like the next scene when they're like preparing for Phoebe's uh, surprise party and Rachel Mm -hmm. is like, Rachel's like, Monica, we have to do this. Like they're cute doctors, doctors who are cute, doctors who are cute, which I love like the way that she keeps emphasizing that. 
But I'm 100% with Monica on this, where she's like, this is such a bad idea. Like, we're committing insurance fraud, and you're just going to, like, invite these guys. And now we have to, like, pretend. Like, it's one thing if you just write it down on the paper. But now we have to literally, like, go by each other's names. Like, I'm 100% with Monica. I don't have the skill to pull off. So stressed. This kind of thing. Um, (laughs) It's stressful. Really stressful. I love the moment in this scene where they, like, they think Phoebe's coming up, so... They, like, all jump out and, like, yell surprise. And then it turns out that it was just Ross and he drops the cake because they, like, freaking the fuck out. And he's like, yeah, I got the cake. I got a lemon smush. <laughs> I was, it's just sad to see the cake go down, you know? But then in my head, I'm like, what do we think they use? Just, like, a bunch of whipped cream in a box? Like, I was, like, thinking about it, like, realistically. <laughs> it's probably, like, a piece of... They probably, like, cut a piece of cardboard, like, round-shaped and then put, like, whipped mm-hmm. cream on it. I'd still eat the yeah. whipped cream. I'm that much of a badass. I don't even care if it's on a piece of cardboard. Um, and while they're trying to rescue the cake, Phoebe walks in, and they miss their big surprise moment. Uh, the thing that I thought was so funny is that, like, Phoebe is psyched to see Betty. Like, this is... I, kn- I wrote that down. De- like, her reaction to Betty, and I wonder if that was direction... Or if she did that, like, that was just, like, like something that she thought, yeah, like, would be hilarious. Because I could also see that being a thing. But then I also feel like they overdid the Betty thing because Joey wasn't there. So then that set up so Chandler could be like, but Mm -hmm. hey, remember when you were excited about Betty? Yeah. Um, So I think maybe it was to set up that. But it was hilarious. And I also liked how she said, that wasn't scary at all. Because, I mean, they scared the fuck out of Ross when, like, (laughs) she jumped. Uh, or when he jumped, so I like that she was so excited that it wasn't scary. <laughs> I like that this is a rare moment where, like, they do, in fact, have friends outside of their friend group. We've talked about this before, where, like, they mm-hmm. kind of are showing this in season one, and that goes away, like, later in the Until series. Until Rachel's, like, baby shower that they throw and forget to... Wait, is that the one where they forget to invite her mom? Yeah. No, wait. Yeah, it is. Is it... Where's the one where they throw a surprise and then she's like, I didn't even want to see them anyway. Was that a shower for Monica? Oh, that's with Monica, yeah. That's her wedding shower, yeah. right? Where she's yeah, like, now okay. I don't have to talk to people I don't even like. And they're all like... And then like, they pop out. Yeah. And, like, and, and it's like people we've never heard of or seen before. <laughs> or like when uh, Phoebe randomly brings up the roommate that we've never heard of before later. I was thinking later. about Denise. I was like, where's yes! Denise? She's so excited for Betty. <laughs> yes oh my god which it's something that we like we're getting a little bit more in this season that we don't get is oh they know the names of other people and they're friends with other people great for that other people exist nice (laughs) uh this next scene we finally get to see mr jack geller once again i forgot how many times you see the parents in this first season and i love it i am obsessed with jack geller he cracks me up in every fucking scene he's in i'm hysterically laughing he's so talented i love it yes ross is having dinner with his dad and jack is just going off about sun-dried tomatoes and i love I love it when he's like, if you told me that, like, I would enjoy a tomato that looked like a raisin, I would have told you you were crazy. And then Ross is like, hey, when I was like, when you were about to 
have a kid did you like ever freak out and he was like i'm not freaking out i'm just saying these sun-dried tomatoes are crazy like i love that whole exchange about this and then i love how he miss mishears what he says and he's like we can do more stuff don't worry there's we can make up for lost time we can take that trip and he's just trying to ask him a question yeah he thinks that ross is like about to go off and like blame him for something in his childhood and he's like no i'm literally asking you like advice for becoming a father and then they have such a sweet moment where he describes like the first time that he felt like a dad and it's so sweet i could i wanted to cry it was so sweet i loved Mm -hmm. it and he's talking about how he felt like a dad when ross like held his little like finger with his little baby hand and when she was asleep oh my god it's so sweet there's also something so comforting to me about fake dinner scenes Mm -hmm. in restaurants with like all the glasses like they both had three fucking drinks (laughs) and then there was like the bread basket and they're both like cutting their food and like the sounds i love all that shit in shows (laughs) or like in cartoons like in the simpsons when they're all sitting around the dinner table and eating i don't know why but like it's so comforting to me i love it you hear the sound effects of like the glasses clinking and then being like yeah it's like and like somebody did that (laughs) like somebody had to like make these sounds and like add it in and like i don't know like the family moment i don't love it i do love it Love, love, love I do love that shit. I agree. Yeah. Um, the next scene is like, to me, this is the scene that I always remember like the most when I think about this storyline. Um, and that's when the cute doctors actually come over to Monica and Rachel's apartment. Um, and for some reason, so essentially, <laughs> like they're still pretending that like Rachel is Monica and Monica is Rachel. And they're like, guys, come in, sit down. And then they go to the kitchen to get wine. And for some reason, after like just a tiny exchange of being like, hey, guys, what's up? Rachel is like, I think it's safe to tell them like the truth. And she like tells see, Monica, she's I, like, we need to tell I was them. feeling the same way. I was I was not. like, I mean, at this point, I mean, but what do they care? They're trying to get laid. <laughs> They're trying to date these girls. What the fuck do they care if they committed insurance fraud? It's not on them. I still agreed with Monica on this where I was like, okay, like you've come this far. Like Uh, you either, I I feel like when you ask them out, that's when you have to make the decision of like, are we going to just lie our way through this or are we going to come clean? That's how I I think. I mean, I understood Rachel's, like, let's just tell them. Because I was thinking the same thing when they were, like, when she went to do the wine and they were whatevering. I was thinking, like, Rachel's like, well, fucking just tell. Like, what do they care? They don't care. But then I loved how when they were arguing over this, we pan over to the two guys and they're talking about how they seem normal. But every time they ask girls out from the hospital, they end up being crazy. And then they mention, like, animal bones and, like, witchcraft and shit. And I think it's so funny. (laughs) And then they end up fucking attacking each other and reading each other because they're mad at each other. And it's so funny, the things that they say back and forth. I was cracking up i have to sorry say, i didn't mean to take your storyline no, and keep going i know you're fine we're both here to recap i mean vibing i have to say rachel did take the first shot but i think monica took a lower shot because monica took it to the place uh-huh. where it was like are we playing all right because, let's fucking play like, when they're arguing in the kitchen rachel is like you know what monica like you're turning into your mother which is like okay first shot 
But then, but well, Monica, not the mom comment. Monica comes out swinging, get like with a low blow about Rachel leaving Barry at the altar and about how selfish that is. And I was like, oh damn, don't mess with Monica. She has a brother. Fucking... She knows how to play. <laughs> I was dying laughing because she was just like, and that's me. I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. They're also doing construction where I am. Oh, I hear that too. So <laughs> there's freaking banging happening right now, and I'm really upset, and I'm sorry, because I was like, is this coming from my building, or is this from hers? I think it's mine, so sorry about the banging. The thing that I really like about this scene is just, like, <laughs> first of all, I think that it's funny that, like, they didn't have to pretend that they were fully each other. They just had to go by each other's names, like... Why was it so hard for them to remember, too? Like, every time she would say Rachel, Rachel would just be like, yeah. Like, anytime somebody says my name, I'm not just like, blah, blah. I'm not just, like, instantly talking. I'm not like, like, calm down. I thought it was really funny that, like, for some reason, because, like, they ask, they were like, Rachel, how long? Or no, they were like, "Uh, Monica, like, how long have you lived in this apartment? Like, talking to Rachel. And Rachel's like, yeah, I've been here for a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you guys realize, like, you don't have to, like, pretend that you're literally each other. They don't know you, <laughs> bitches. Like, you could just go by each other's names, like, which I thought that was really funny. I think it was important for them to really dig at each other after they had that disagreement. Because I don't think they originally were going to do this, but I think... You know, once yeah. the gloves came off, it was on. And I think that's what makes this scene, like, so great to me. Because I, like, even though I'm not, like, a huge fan of the two-part episode, I love this scene. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in, like, season one, actually. Just because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I just think, like, the back and forth is, like, so well written. I think it's so funny. Like, the escalation of it is just great. And I just love the premise of them insulting each other by pretending to be each other. Of Monica mm-hmm. being like, I am so Spoiled. <laughs> no, I was fucking cracking up. I was like, oh, uh, it was so. And there was a, one moment where the guys felt so awkward, and one of them said, "God bless the chickpeas." Yes, they go. And I cracked the fuck <laughs> up because it's like, oh my god, that's so awkward Noah, for them. Like, Noah Lyle they have goes, no idea what's great, going on. Great hummus, and George Clooney's like, "God bless the chickpea." <laughs> Which I love hummus, but hate chickpeas on their own. Can't explain it, but something about the garbanzo bean, not for me. Not for me. Don't put them in my salad. Take them out. I've been replacing like all of my protein with chickpeas lately, and it is incredible. It's banging. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No problem. I'm banging on my end too. We're just both uh, a lot of banging. Wish someone was banging me. But um. I Sorry. love this final dig where Rachel's like, I use my breasts to get other people's attention. And then Monica's like, hey, we both do that. Both like, do let's that. be honest, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this entire scene. Then Rachel's dad calls and Monica, as Rachel uh, tells him that Rachel had sex on his bed with her high school Too boyfriend. Yeah. They, Too far. We and like we, don't we know play with from, Monica. Monica's competitive. She'll fucking she'll take you down. <laughs> but not the family. And <laughs> Rachel's dad is so like intense that like no. Oh my gosh. I just I really I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Well the next day we hear her on the phone with her dad like doing damage control and being like, I <laughs> did not, Daddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would I sleep with him after his dad did whatever? to you which we're kind of learning in this episode Rachel can be a little manipulative she's fucking 
gaslighting her dad when she did do it and making Monica feel bad to tr- use her insurance. Rach, yeah. let's get it together, babe. <laughs> then finally, like, we get this moment where she admits Monica's right because the hospital calls and is like, there's a problem on your forms. And Rachel's like, oh my God, there's a problem on the forms. They figured it out. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, you're right. They're like, freaking this is not out. Worth it. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's where it's not worth it. That's why I was with Monica from the start. I can't lie. I'm like, I have too much anxiety for this. Like, I would not be able to keep this up. Um, yeah, no, it's no, 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 no. I'd be sweating every moment of the day. Um, so they're going to they are going to go down to the hospital to get that all fixed up. Uh, meanwhile, Joey comes in to the apartment and talks about how he got stood up by Ursula for her birthday dinner. Like she's been dodging his calls. Uh, she keeps saying she's like busy. She never showed up to the rainbow room where he was like supposed to take her for her freaking birthday. Which, why didn't he wait for 25 minutes and then once she didn't show up, go to Phoebe's fucking party? What did he do all night? I get, I don't know. I love that. Like, I think Phoebe is rightfully upset. I love it when she's like, hey, doesn't it suck when people aren't there for you? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> fair. That's a fair dig. I would be just yep. as upset. Like, I do, like, on one hand, like, I do feel for, like, Joey in the sense that, like, he's getting the runaround, but also, like, I'm I'm on Phoebe's side 100%, because, like... Yeah, no, I'm definitely on Phoebe's side on this. I wouldn't say that Joey deserves this, but, like, what did he expect? Exactly. And then when Phoebe goes... (laughs) This scene where Phoebe goes down to, like, confront Ursula at her, uh, at the restaurant that she works at... And, like, they just sit down and Ursula just sits at a random table and starts eating the food of, eating. like, a guest that she was supposed to bring their meal to. Which is, like, that's the first time I've watched, or that I caught this. I didn't, like, understand that, I guess, in the other times I've watched this episode. That she just, like, sits down right. and she's eating someone else's food. Um, also, question. Did, were these shows on the same network? And were they shot on the same soundstage? So did they actually go to that like restaurant for that or did they recreate it on the friend soundstage that's what i'm wondering so these were both on nbc and i would assume because it was cheapest that they would film uh those scenes like at the actual set um got it like a lot of times especially because like so obviously friends is filmed in front of like a live studio audience but right. um, usually there's a day before the live tape day with the audience where they would shoot scenes um, that you can't really, like, have a live audience there for. So since this is a yeah. scene where, like, Lisa Kudrow is playing two characters, they wouldn't be able to do that in front of a live audience. So most likely what they did is the day before or, like, whenever it is in their schedule, most likely the day before the live tape day, they would go down to the Mad About You set and then film both of those sides. And then when you're in the studio audience, um, since, you know, they still want you to understand the story, they would just show you that scene that they had taped um, right before, like, like basically you would be watching them film, like, the live scenes that, like, you're going to see. And then for all of those pre-taped scenes, they would show you, like, what had been taped the previous day just so that, oh, wow. like, so that way... You knew. Yeah. When they get to the next scene that they're filming live you still understand, like, the whole concept of the narrative. So most likely, mm-hmm. that's what they did. It was also really fun to see Lisa Kudrow play two different characters in the same scene and see mm-hmm. that, like, 
she can really be two different people like at the same time you know like it just showed her talent I was like this is really because and like you said like I had never really noticed that she sits down eats somebody else's food and then asks the waiter that isn't there supposed to be a side salad with this (laughs) like the whole thing and like it's just fun to see I used to think that it was stupid but now that I understand that it was a crossover from another show I have more respect for it and um, I have two things, or I have one thing about uh, Riffs, is that when Phoebe goes to see Ursula at Riffs, there's a shot outside of the cafe, and you can clearly see that the Riff sign move as it's superimposed on top of the picture. <laughs> and there's a man that walks past the camera as well, and the sign is, like, on him as he walks by. Like, it's terrible... It's, it doesn't look good, oh but uh, I didn't really notice it. I just found this uh, tidbit on the internet. So if you do go back and watch the episode, look out for that. Yeah, maybe they superimposed the exterior shot, like, to save yeah. Riffs. <laughs> yeah, I do think so. And so also, funny. another tidbit about Phoebe and Ursula's birthday is that in season nine, Phoebe and Ursula's birthday is supposed to be in October around Halloween because Phoebe has a birthday party at Joey... Uh, and Joey complains that it's like on Halloween, like in the later episode. Like it's I was like thinking about way that, later. Yeah. yeah, but this episode is like near Valentine's Day when Rachel hurts her foot, so it's an inconsistency, uh, which is a fun, a fun little tidbit about the birthdays. I did look that up because I was like, wait, like I thought it was established that she had like a spooky birthday, like later. A spooky a birthday. Spooky birthday later. <laughs> which. One of my very favorite moments is in that episode when uh, the boyfriend of whoever says, you're Ursula, but blurry, you're Blursula. <laughs> Fucking kills me every goddamn time. I even took a like a blurry fl- photo at Disneyland and said, you're Blursula, because it was like a Disney pun and blurry, and I thought I was so funny. Um, but yeah, I love that birthday episode. So it's way far away, but I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> Another weird thing about this uh, this scene is that um, so Phoebe like as a birthday gift gives Ursula like this thermos like the Judy Jetson thermos like the one she broke when they were like kids, and mm-hmm. then Ursula like regifts her the clothes that like Joey gave Ursula for her birthday. But I was just like, why did she have this bag of clothes that Joey gave her at, at work. her work? Just like ready to go. Because they weren't, they didn't meet at her work. Yeah. They they met, or they were going to the Rainbow Room. So, and she never saw him. So how'd she get the gift? I'm what? like, maybe, what? Like, maybe he sent her gift to her work or something when he, she didn't show up. I don't know. Like, or maybe. That is oh, dumb. Or maybe, because Ursula's a crafty bitch. Maybe they, like, hung out, like, before her birthday, and he gave it to her then, like, in case she wanted mm. to wear it for her birthday or something, and then she okay. got... The... maybe he gave it to her under mm-hmm. the bridge. And then maybe it, she, like, took the present and then was like, okay, I got my birthday present from him, and then, like, mm-hmm. never showed All up. All done. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that's... This makes sense. Crafty move. And one thing that I don't understand, and, like, it just shows what a good person Phoebe is, but... You realize that she's given you the sweater and your friend Joey has been doing you dirty while dating your sister that you hate 
and your first response is to put the sweater on and protect his feelings and make him feel good about a breakup Mm -hmm. maybe it's because she's been burnt by ursula so many times that she knows how terrible it feels and she wouldn't want joey to feel that way but what a good person that Mm -hmm. she would put all of her crap aside and be like you know what though i'm gonna help out my friend joey no one deserves Phoebe's friendship. She's a fucking angel. I know. That's like, like she specifically goes down there too to be like, yo, Ursula, stop like fucking with my friend. Like if you're done with him, right. tell him. And I love that yeah. like, like she doesn't even want to talk to her sister. Like the fact that she's even mm-hmm. there like talking yeah, to her doing that for, for him is like, yeah. yeah, she's amazing. In that scene yeah. that you like brought up where she like poses as Ursula to kind of like break up with Joey and like let him down gently. There's this, Mm -hmm. there's this moment before she enters the coffee house as Ursula, um, where Joey is like this, we talked a few episodes ago about that weird bagel thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I caught another weird background thing that he was background doing. bagel moment. Yeah, this was this was a a a what did we call it a bagel bite a bagel bite bit moment. This Just was, bagels are involved. A, That's all you need to know. It's the bagel, bagel award bagel moment, and uh, Joey is sitting bit. is sitting at the coffee house with a flower, and he's doing the thing where he does the loves me, loves me not, where he's picking off the petals mm-hmm. of the flower. To Which kind of made me roll my eyes. Like, what? To show that he's lovelorn like, and upset about Ursula? That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so dumb. I have never, as a grown adult, been like, I'm sad about this breakup. And then I go and, like, pick flowers along the way to Starbucks and then sit in Starbucks, like, doing that shit? No! Like, that's just so it's, it's ridiculous. It's weird. That's, Is that the bagel moment? That's the bagel moment. I was like, what the oh, fuck? Okay. He brought in a flower so that he could do that? And, like, it's no good. Sad by himself? I mean, I think, I think it's the flower that's on the table. Because they have little flowers still, on the table. So I think that was the idea that he just, like, picked it up and was like, She loves me. She loves me not. <laughs> it was dumb. I hated it. It made me roll my eyes for sure, so I feel you. Um, in this scene where, where Phoebe poses as Ursula and, like, lets him down gently, I love that you mentioned earlier they were talking about, like, what did, what about everything you said under the bridge? And she yeah. has no idea what he's talking about. And she's like, just forget what I said under the bridge. I was drunk. And he's like, you don't even drink. And she was like, drunk on you. I'm like, this is funny. I like this. It's fun. Even though he doesn't deserve this, it's nice. And I love it. But then we get this. Uh, this is our first Phoebe and Joey kiss of the entire series. which they I know. And I, I wrote time. it down in all caps. I was like, oh, my God. Which it's like... Oh, I have so much to say because like before this happens, he like pulls her in and is like, I don't know what it is about right now, but like you're the most beautiful that you've ever looked. And then they kiss. And then that's how he like kind of realizes that like it's actually Phoebe, like based off of her reaction. Cause she's like, Oh my God. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I feel like, Oh God, my microphone just fell. Ah! <laughs> I'm just so excited. I feel like if I had been a viewer watching this for the first time. I've never seen anything else like from the series. None of it exists. This is when it's first airing. I would mm-hmm. want Phoebe and Joey to be together so bad after that. Like, But I feel like tease. because they're such good friends, it's like she's doing him a solid as a friend and she just realizes like, oh, he's such a good kisser. But I don't think she would be 
like into Joey then just because of that. You know what I mean? I know. Like as much as we would like that, it wouldn't make as much sense as like him yeah. and Rachel later. As the series goes on, I'm like, you're so into the Joey and Rachel thing. It's so funny. You're like, gotta slip that I in like there. It. As, <laughs> I like it. As the series goes on, like I agree, Phoebe and Joey, like I'm glad that they didn't get together. But if I had been watching it from the start and saw this episode, I'd be like, I want them to be together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I liked the moment, but I wouldn't want them to be together. I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I did like the cute moment of them, like, realizing them and then him touching his chest when he realized, like, what she did for him. Mm -hmm. I could have wept. It was just a sweet little moment and I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, the reason that I think the second part works a lot more than the first part is I feel like, they put off all of the emotional payoff into this episode. So, like, the first episode mm-hmm. feels, like, too long. And there's, like, it doesn't yeah. seem like it has as much substance. Whereas, like, True. this part of the episode feels like you're getting good jokes and good emotional payoff. Um, yeah. And we see that, like, in this in this whole scene with Ross and Marcel where, like, they're all playing Scrabble. And uh, Marcel starts, like, choking on the Scrabble tile and uh, he and Ross and Chandler, like, get the monkey and, like, rush him to the ER. Um, like, then we're starting to get more emotional payoff in that storyline. I love this moment where, like, they rush into the ER and, like, Rachel and Monica are already there. Cause, like, or just there. Because they're, like, <laughs> they went back to fill out the forms and they were, like, okay, this isn't worth it. So then they got new forms and they're going to fill it out, like, correctly. And I guess they're not going to commit mm-hmm. fraud anymore. But I love this moment where, like... Chandler and Ross race in and Monica and Rachel are like, what happened? And then (laughs) they like all have this moment of looking at each other like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, (laughs) and why is Marcel here? (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) And they run into uh, George Clooney again, who's going to fix the monkey. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I also want to give a shout out to the the lady who's like the nurse who's running the ER. The nurse lady. Yeah. Where she's just like, this is a hospital for people. Like, you can't just bring your monkey in there. And the whole episode, she's already been giving Rachel and Monica shit of like, you guys are so stupid. Like, how many hospital forms do you need? Like, you're just that stupid. (laughs) Oh, man. So wrapping up Ross's dilemma, uh, it turns out Marcel has swallowed multiple Scrabble tiles. I love this joke from Chandler. Where, Me too. where he's like, Marcel swallowed a K, an M, and an O. And he's like, we think he was trying to spell out monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have made the same fucking joke. So good on you, Chan Chan, man. <laughs> and, uh, like, Ross is, like, so upset about Marcel and, like, and like so relieved that he's okay. And Chandler's like, look, dude, like, you can take care of something else. Like, look how, like, important taking care of this monkey was to you. And, like, you're yeah. going to be even more like protective of your own child and then we get this beautiful moment that you and i have been waiting for where marcel reaches in out in a new york minute <laughs> in a new york minute ooh. and i i cracked up so hard and like during the ooh, he like grabs his hand and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god marcel the monkey reaches uh. out and he grabs ross's like finger just like ross's dad had talked about earlier and it's so cheesy but i didn't even make a connection because i was fucking laughing at the song oh my god you're right and then the monkey grabs his hand and then we hear in a new york minute (laughs) in a new york minute oh my god i never 
put those two and two together, you're so right. <gasps> and it's so funny because Ross ends up being a terrible father when <laughs> Ben just fucking disappears from the entire season. So your dream was right, buddy. You should punt him across the field because you you will later in this season. <laughs> I wrote something <laughs> Just down in time for Emma. Yes, I like it. I was thinking about that when I was watching the episode. I was like, geez, all of this... Uh, <laughs> All of this worry about if you're going to be a good dad and then fucking Ben just like dies halfway through the series and like. R.I.P. Yeah, like, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to save this opinion for when we get to it. But there's like a lot of shit that happens where I'm like, what about fucking Ben? Like, as the Me series too. goes on, I'm like, did you forget about your son? Like, Ross will use really other did. excuses for not doing things. And I'm like, bitch, you have a son. Why isn't Ben at Emma's first birthday party? What the fuck? Like, what? I don't understand. Uh, with the penis cake in like season nine? What the fuck? Maybe it's 10. Oh, I love that episode though. Because they say in it, uh, it'll be uh, 2020. And then it was like 2020. And we're like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get we'll have a lot to say about Ben and Ross as the so series much. goes on. But for so right much. now, Ross is posed to be a wonderful father, according to this episode. Um, find out the final later on Friends <laughs> in a New York minute. <laughs> you went to go do it, and then you just started laughing. <laughs> and then we finally we end the episode with a. Just like this gag scene at the end where we see a whole uh, scene of them in the apartment. And it's all in Spanish because Marcel, uh, in the the first part of the episode, turned their uh, television to Spanish. And they've been watching everything in Spanish now. So now we get to see the Friends Mm -hmm. cast in Spanish. Um, (laughs) What were your titles for this episode? I really should have. Let me add one really quick. Okay. Wow, you can really hear me typing. Look at that. It's like 3D. It's hacking it's like, time. You know, four, <laughs> 4D experience. All right. That'll be my bonus one. Uh, the first one is the one where Ross saves the monkey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a hard time with the titles this time. I won't lie to I you. I agree. They were uh, the hard. second one, the one where Joey and Phoebe kiss. I don't know. It would get people to watch it maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a, it's a, it's a cliffhanger. Uh, the one with the cute doctors. Ooh, I like that did that one uh and then the bonus uh the one with the new york minute (laughs) (laughs) okay it doesn't even matter what my titles are because that's definitely the winner but uh, (laughs) in a new york minute okay i you're gonna leave this episode with that song stuck in your head so enjoy the earworm everybody enjoy i have i have like two serious ones and two gag ones Oh, I can't wait. Okay. I have uh, the one with the fraud. Um, okay. The one, good. The one at the emergency room. All right. Uh, the one with the lemon smush. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one with the blessed chickpea. <laughs> <laughs> because that's my favorite line in the episode is God bless the chickpea. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I, I was also toying with, like, something under the bridge. But I, I I was like, eh, I don't like it. I'm not going with it. But yeah, the the titles were a little harder this they episode. Were. <laughs> I want a shirt that says God bless the chickpea, actually. I'm dead set on this. I like chickpeas that much. Make it. Make it. <laughs> fucking make it and wear oh it. Oh, my God. 
Well, next week, I'm very excited because it's, in my opinion, one of the best season one episodes. The one with all the poker. Which one is it? The poker episode. Oh, that is a good one. Your fly is open, Geller. <laughs> oh, I'm not a nice guy. I always think about this episode. Ugh, when the cards God are on the Ross table, I'm episode. not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do like this next episode. It's fun. It's really cute. I'm also looking forward to the episode with Manana in it. Manana! Oh my god. I like that one. So, and I, I don't think it's like too soon, but it's it's soonish. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Out. I can't remember which season, but I'm excited about that one. Oh, uh, well, guys. Uh, oh, I was going to say until next time, but let's um, throw our social medias at you. Like, we haven't forced that uh, down your throats this whole time. Where can everybody follow you? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs. Um, where can everyone find you, Katie? You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate. I'm going to start. Um, I, okay, I know that it's not called twitching. I don't think it's called twitching. Streaming <laughs> on Twitch. I don't even know how to fucking. <laughs> I said that on my podcast. I was like, I made a Twitch, guys. I'm going to be twitching soon. And I was like, that's not right. I'm not using the link. <gasps> think, All right, I'm embarrassing. I think people just say streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start streaming soon. I'm not going to be playing video games, but I'm going to do uh, like live podcasts and like smoking Q&As and we're going to have fun there. So I'm also at Little Baby Kate's on uh, Twitch. So come awesome. follow me there. That's going to be fun uh, starting soon. Go support. So. You guys helped me build my TikTok. Now let's help Katie build yes. her Twitch. Um, yes, and let's. also speaking of uh, just supporting, if you guys want to uh, give us a rating or a review or share the podcast with your friends. If you know people who are also obsessed with friends, uh, pass it along to them because that would really help us mm-hmm. out. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. This has been really, really fun. This is a good episode. It was great. It's not an option, though. Tell your friends. Tell them and rate us. I'm going to go back, give us a review. back to my beautiful guys. Please. Oh God! If Are you, you going to tell us about a hot stand you, you took this morning? If you guys don't share the podcast, I will smear my shit all over the walls. No, I'm going to shit all over these walls, Ray. <laughs> to be fair, it's not movie. always about shit, but it is always off-putting and disgusting. So every time I'm late for one of these episodes, I'm like, I'm sorry, I started the episode late because I was pooping. <laughs> it's every damn time. I'm like, sorry, I was pooping. Well, we'll it's see you saga, guys you know? next time when we talk about poker and it's going to be great. Yes. So. Poker and poop. Love you. Yay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>